0: It's Tuesday the 6th of December, welcome to Afternoon Sport, Tim Gilbert here, I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee, and of course, Shane, I know the Adelaide Test Match starts this week, that's where you started your international one day career, but the Adelaide Test Match, um, I often wonder how many people actually watch cricket.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, it is one of the great sporting events, uh, I believe, in Australia, if you haven't been to an Adelaide Test Match. Put it in your diary at some stage on your bucket list anyway because it's, uh, it is a fantastic experience. You do spend a lot of time out the back drinking pims, drinking nice cold draft beers, and, um, and the atmosphere is fantastic. You walk across that beautiful bridge from the centre of town and uh, it is a magnificent stadium. It's, it's definitely one to uh, get to.
0: Yeah, hopefully the West Indies... uh, Well, they they didn't do too badly. They need to get some wickets, though, don't they? So that's the Mm. second test, Australia and the West Indies. Plenty of sport about this morning, of course, the World Cup heartbreak for Japan. And Unknown Socceroo had a lovely, lovely moment in uh, Qatar. We'll tell you about that. And uh, what about in the the Rugby League? Penrith
1: starting to re-sign a few of their stars. In life, the most important thing is Trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Afternoon sports are you thinking about making a
2: podcast if so contact the afternoon sport group we'll make it easy with the technical know-how and industry knowledge we'll get your podcast up and running in no time get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com
0: busy morning at the world cup shano japan well look I think a bit like Australia they
1: probably overachieved, but they won't be happy with the, the loss. No, it was uh, unfortunately go out on a penalty shootout. so Japan took on Croatia this morning. It was one all at full time, uh, but unfortunately Croatia winning the penalty shootout 3-1 so they now bow out. Uh, There's a game currently on Brazil's playing South Korea. They are already four goals up it's only 38 minutes into that match so um, yeah Brazil dominating in the other match.
0: Yeah, Neymar back there. And uh, what about Tim Cale? Um, Of course, an absolute out-and-out superstar, if not our greatest Socceroos superstar. uh,
1: Ran into a little bit of trouble in an interview in Qatar. (laughs) He definitely did. Look, I've known Tim for years. He's a mate of mine. Um, Mm. But Tim's currently over there. He's he's an ambassador for the World Cup. He's a consultant to the Socceroos. He's a chief sports officer at uh, $1.3 billion Aspire Academy. And he's a member of the Qatar World Cup Supreme Committee for delivering, um, for, for Delivery and Legacy. Uh, and then when he was asked a question about human rights of Qatar, you could just see the look on his face like, I'm not going to answer that. And he just turned and, and walked out of the interview. <laughs> Probably the best way to do it. Probably the best way to do it. <laughs> well, yeah, well, he was down if you do, down if you don't. But um, yeah, he just walked out of that conversation.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, what about this uh, young socceroo that uh, had a, a different kind of moment um, during the World Cup?
1: Yeah, Cam Devlin, well, he was in the right place at the right time. So everyone is pretty much, they do swap jerseys at the end of a match. Well, he wasn't even playing in this match, but he was in the squad and he just happened to pass uh, Lionel Messi uh, towards when he was leaving and he swapped shirts with him. So he leaves mm. without any goals, but he's got the number one shirt in the world. So that's probably going to be worth quite a bit of money for him in the future. Yeah, well, you could get a frame right up. So, mate, do
0: you mind taking the photo? Put the photo, get the framing, and he'll make more money than all of them. Um, With Lionel Messi, of course, scored the first goal in Australia's 2-1 loss to Argentina the other day. Arsene Wenger comes under fire after criticising some of the World Cup players and and their political demonstrations.
1: Well, this is what I was banging on about only a few days ago, Tim. I I totally agree with him. He said that um, the most important thing in a World Cup is to win your first game. And he said all the teams that had... um, Political demonstrations lost. Um, he's directly having a swipe at Germany here. Germany wanted to wear the the um, the gay armbands, and uh, they were they were told they couldn't do it, so they covered their mouth, and they lost that first match against Japan. So, um, yeah. Uh, uh, Pretty bold statement for him, but look, I agree. I think sport should not be a place for political statements.
0: Brad Haddon's come out, and uh, I remember this little dust-up he had with Suleiman Ben, the West Indian cricketer, and it's happened a bit in cricket, obviously, some uh, things getting, uh, you know, fiery, hot under the collar, players. Um, this this was a, a little bit uh, scary stuff, the words that were coming out, if he meant it.
1: Yeah, well, I... I've known this story for years as well. Hads has told me a number of times this story, um, and I believe it to be true, uh, whether, whether he gets himself in a bit of legal trouble and Triple M do with, with the comment. Um, he's claiming that uh, Suleiman Ben said, I'll stab you uh, after a heated run-in with himself and Mitchell Johnson um, in the West Indies in 2009. So watch your space. I reckon that Suleiman Ben, he, he's a cantankerous little shit, I reckon, so I reckon he's going to come back at him pretty hard.
0: Yeah, yeah, they were... Uh, Big imagery, wasn't it? wasn't it, that whole thing? Yeah. Uh, what about South African Captain Dean Elgar? He's uh, ready to come back. And, of course, uh, it was only a few years ago that we had Sandpaper
1: Gate against South Africa. And uh, they're here for three test matches. Well, this is how bad and appalling the um, the scheduling has been for this year. And I think Creed Australia have really missed the, the boat here. Um, yes, I agree, Tim, that the West Indies did perform pretty well in Perth. And they, they fought well. But we still won by 164 runs. They were re- never really in it but they showed some fight. The first test of the summer should have been South Africa. Now, we haven't played South Africa since Sandpaper Gate. The captain, Dean Elgar, has come out and said in his book, um, claiming that you know Warner's a bully. So there's some real angst there. So we take on South Africa in, only in a few weeks up in Brisbane. That should have been the first test match of the summer. I think that would have been an absolute cracker.
0: Well, that would have been the right schedule, wouldn't it? Yeah. Everyone would have known it was on. Yeah, uh, that's it's right. where we traditionally start. Uh, and, uh, you know, test cricket has had a real renaissance over the past two decades Uh, Mm. and and I still remember in the 80s when I was watching it there was a time there where a lot of people didn't watch it and then everyone got on board and places like the Gabba, Sydney and Melbourne were the centrepieces and Adelaide Perth definitely not and uh, you know when you're playing at a beautiful stadium like Optus that, that has about 4,500,000 4,500,000 yeah. seats and only three of them, are feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, it w- was not perfect. Um, now, we saw that dust-up at Cranbourne Golf Club between those two blokes yeah. the other day. Uh, Captain, I do respect you in the midst of swearing and yelling. And he physically, I mean, it was quite, you know, it was off its head. <laughs> but you don't expect it in an
1: Australian Open and an Australian Open for women. Well, it was a, uh, it was a post-round sort of heated clash between uh, USA's Marina Alex and Australia's Julian Um Marina Alex was was, um, accusing so of actually not putting a ball in the right spot. It should have been the bunker or it should have been just outside the bunker. Um, And it got pretty heated. They did actually, they walked off and didn't shake hands in the end either. So there's no love lost between those two.
0: No, absolutely. It was uh, nice and fiery. Stay with us. We've got the AFL, the NRL and plenty more.
2: The new EliteBet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. EliteBet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same-game multis. The EliteBet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, EliteBet is 100% Australian-owned. The only betting app you need this summer is EliteBet. Gamble responsibly.
0: AFL show now and Brisbane Lions coach Chris Fagan. He's he's broken his silence a little on uh, these historical claims of racism.
1: Of course, there's still inquiries going on yep he's finally come out and he said that uh his conscience is clear and of course we're talking about uh hawthorne's probe into the racial allegations um back when he was coaching there um but he said to the media look i can't comment i'll but i'd now get my chance to have my say and he was really concerned when this came out he said do i stay inside my house do i walk down the street are people going to think wrong of me um and, and think that I'm guilty straight away, and he thought to himself, no, I've I got nothing to hide, so um, he's just got on with his life. So he'll have his say in due course.
0: Now, Shano, there's a bit of rugby league kicking about, of course, today. And uh, an interesting story, Penrith, they've lost a few players. Of course, Kickau has gone to the Bulldogs. They've lost Ap- Apicorosau to West Tigers, but they still have a, a fantastic list and uh, they've started
1: to re-sign some of their stars. Yeah, Jamin Solomon um, on a one-year deal. There were rumours that he was going to go to the Bulldogs, but they've locked him away. They've also locked away veteran for another two years in Matt Eisenhuth. Um, which is a really, really good signing, I think. So the Panthers very, very active early in the year.
0: Look, Mitchell Moses will he stay at Parramatta? Will he go to West Tigers? Some are critical. Um, I don't know if I, I am overly critical because you just got to do what's best for you. They have a short span uh, when it
1: comes to career. Yep, and it's um, it's it's a brave. Statement, $1 million a year is a hell of a lot of money um, that he's been offered. Um, we know that he comes off contract in in 2023, as does his halves partner, um, Dylan Brown. But there are rumours circling that the Bulldogs and the Tigers will pay him potentially more than that. So he's just holding out. But uh, if he has one bad season, that, that number could drop significantly. Look,
0: some bright news for Rugby Union, particularly in this country um, with the Super Rugby format pretty much consolidated for the next few years with a deal being done. There was quite a bit of talk that they were those circling around to try and do a breakaway or a, a rebel kind of uh, environment or tour but uh, it looks like what we've got will stay and, and to be honest it uh, it seems to be working. Certainly worked a lot better in the past year or so.
1: Yep, to 2030. So it's a, it's a really good deal for, for rugby. So Rugby Australia and New Zealand Rugby have come together. Um, the format as exists is, is 12, super 12, uh, five from Australia, five from New Zealand. Uh, You've got Moana, Pacifica uh, and Fiji Drua. So that is the, the format to 2030.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a, a real relief for them, to be honest yep. with you, a real relief, because uh, there were uh, those that were circling, and there always is in in, in sport. Now, um, this, sometimes these stories just slip under the radar, don't they? But Brett Robinson and Sinead Diver have set new Australian marathon records on the same day in different parts of the world. Yeah,
1: Brett Robinson in particular uh – has broken Rob De DeCostela's 36-year-old record. He beat it by 20 seconds. That's an amazing achievement. You just think in sport, how much people are improving in all sports. They get faster, stronger, higher. Mm. But Rob De DeCostela's record has lasted for 36 years. Amazing effort from him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So well done
0: to those two. And uh, look, mate, we were talking about fights in... And- in, you know, cricket and fights in golf and uh, you and I have discussed this blow up that happened with Scott Hookey and Neil Maxwell
1: in the past, but I don't think <laughs> I ever asked you how did that all begin? The way it began, says so Scott Hookey played for New South Wales as did Neil Maxwell. Neil Maxwell at the time was also playing for New South Wales but also was the marketing manager. Uh, and it came down to, they hated each other anyway, and there was a team photo when all Australian players would come to New South Wales training, so it was, you know, Taylor Slater, the Wars, Bevan, etc. cetera, would show up and get their team photo. Well, Scott Hawkey alleges that Neil Maxwell, being the marketing manager and player, didn't invite him on that particular day, <laughs> so he wasn't in the team photo. Well, then they played each other in great cricket only a few days later, and, um, this sort of argument came out. Um, they walked in the middle of the field. Neil Maxwell was batting. Scott Hookie abused him. Neil Maxwell smashed him in the ass with his cricket bat. Ooh. And then he grabbed him by the helmet and they started punching on. Never been seen before on a cricket field. It mm. um, probably will never be seen again. But uh, my favourite quote was in the newspaper following that. And Scott Hookie said, Neil Maxwell hit me on the ass that hard. It was as if he was trying to hit a six off the last ball of the game. <laughs> that can hurt too. <laughs> the end. That's it for
0: Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors.
1: Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay, Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away.
0: And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. Thank you. Back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.
2: Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like the Building Resilience podcast. Noel Allnup, the CEO of Securo, explores the minds of world-class performers in order to deconstruct their life tools and ethos that can help us create growth and optimize business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to AfternoonSport.com.